As we look back on our lives, how many promises did we receive from fellow human beings that came to pass or were broken? I'm thinking 30% were kept and 70% broke. As you come to realize that a very good friend just broke his or her promise. Yeah, yeah, but you promised. As that person then gives excuses for the next 45 minutes. Maybe we should outlaw promises altogether. Maybe there should be like a $150 fine for even saying the word. Perhaps that's the solution. There's a guy, I had him on a while back. His name is Rick Hughes. He wrote a book called Bible Promises and Principles. Yeah, any promise from the Bible is a sure thing. All right? There should be no question in your mind. So he wrote this book, Bible Promises and Principles, and the book is free. If you want to get this book, just go to rickhughesministries.org. All right? Bible Promises and Principles. And it's an excellent book among so many that he has. This is a 1980s song, I believe. Don't remember who it was from. But I know they're going to get around to say promises. I know they're going to do that. Promises, promises. Unfortunately, we got to wait a good two minutes before we hear the word. That's the only problem. Here it comes. So this book by Rick, Bible Promises and Principles, is excellent. So I decided to use that as an outline to do to, to do today's show. What do you think about that? And we might as well start off with beautiful Bible verses from that book. The number one verse that I have on top of the list is put your faith in the power of God and not in the wisdom of men. The wisdom of men. Oh, we think we're so smart, don't we? Ah, we're not. There's a there's another verse in the Bible that says the wisdom of the uh, the wisdom of the world is absurdity with God. So if you think you're so smart and you put your brain, your gray matter above the Bible, just remember that. God look God is looking down on you and saying, "You are so absurd." Yeah, well, what's the deal? Put your faith in the power of God and not in the wisdom of men. Because wisdom of men is absurdity when you challenge God especially. We got another verse. For since by man came death, by man came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all will be made alive. So people complain. You've heard them. Why did Adam and Eve have to sin in that garden? Now we have to pay the price for that. Well, you know, if you were in the garden, you probably would have done worse. You probably would have cut down that apple tree and made everything worse. But that's what the verse says, by their sin. Okay, we're basically condemned. We're heading right for death. But there's a big but here because Jesus, as a man, came to earth. All right? And because of him, we now can live. 
by him living and dying and resurrection, it's a whole new it's a whole new ball game. So through one man, dastardly things can occur, but by another man, great spectacular things can occur. Sometimes an individual has that kind of power, and Jesus Christ definitely did. Another stray verse from that book I'm talking about, written by Rick Hughes. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Ashamed. How many people talk about Bible uh, Bible, and bring up God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and all of a sudden they whisper, they whisper it. They lower their voice. Why are you lowering your voice? You're you afraid you're going to be overheard? Are you ashamed of what you believe and what's in the Bible? Man, you need to be screaming it from the rooftops. Yeah, you definitely do. Ashamed. Ah, man, if you got a hint of that inside your, inside your body and mind, you better get it out. All right? Don't be ashamed. Be brave. And speak the word of God. All right, what else we got here? You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses even to the remotest parts of the earth. Yeah, that's a task for everybody to some degree or another. You got to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit, which is the power of God. But it's through the Holy Spirit that we get power and we become witnesses. And we can't do it on our own. That's what the power of the Holy Spirit is for. Becoming witnesses to spread the word of God. And I don't care if it's in front of a thousand people. I don't care if it's in front of your family of three. Or to Joe Schmo walking down the street. We need to be a witness by our mouth and by our behavior. Very important to do so. That's part of the task and assignment we all have as human beings, as Christians who believe in God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and read the Bible. Okay? That's pretty clear. It should be by now. The book says, In Jesus are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this is very intriguing, very interesting. Though, If you want real wisdom and knowledge— You go to Jesus because it's hidden in him. You're not going to get it any other way except through Jesus. Once you get closer to him and know who he is, what he said and what he did, wisdom and knowledge by osmosis sometimes enters your thick skull and you start to see things differently. It's a beautiful thing. The treasures of wisdom and knowledge And who don't like hidden treasure, except if you never find it? Wasn't there an episode growing up as a kid of Bugs Bunny where he was all excited finding all this treasure hidden in a cave? I'm wondering what what my good friend Bugs was going to do with all that loot. Buy a warehouse of carrots and lettuce? He was just a bunny, you know. Ah, what's up, Doc? Another quote from Bible Promises and Principles. Let each one, and and a quote in that book from the Bible. All these are from the Bible. You ain't going anywhere else. Why would you? Let each one, get. he breaks it down simply, and it's much easier to understand, and you can see connections in this book. That's why I thought it was so precious 
and a reason why I'm doing this show. Let each one give as he proposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God honors a gracious giver. Would people consider you a giver or a hoarder or a selfish person? Oh, man, to have, to have it in your heart to give and to help, beautiful thing. Another quote, these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. Teach them diligently to your children and talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise. In other words, all the time. Spread the word of God. What's so difficult to understand? Why are you hiding that knowledge and wisdom and intelligence and understanding? Why are you hiding the word of God? That's not what we're supposed to do. God makes war with the arrogant, but gives grace to the humble. Yeah, you're either arrogant or humble. And if you're arrogant, God can't use you. And if you're humble, he welcomes you. Hi, everybody. This is Fred once again, trying my best to steer you straight, straight into Jesus's open, caring, loving arms. You can trust me to give you the straight skinny as long as I'm dry. Martha, Martha, get me my Depends, unless you want me to use the couch. I'm not kidding, you better hurry. Well, whether I'm wet or dry, I always listen to Don't Bring Up God, airing every Sunday morning on WAB 790 AM from 8 to 9. This show is for believers and non-believers to express your point of view on whether or not you believe in God. Let's talk it out, hash it all out into the open, and you can start by calling Don't Bring Up God Live at 610-720-7900. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that, is that him? Hey, mailman, don't you know how to use a pavement? Get off my lawn, get off my lawn. There's a book by Rick Hughes called Bible Promises and Principles, and I'm using that today as an outline. And this Rick Hughes guy, you might have heard of him. He's been on the show before, and he's got like 100 radio stations every Sunday morning. Yeah, great for him. Good man. Let's hit some of these verses that are found in that book I just mentioned. For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. And to whom they entrusted much, of him they will ask the more. So if you're gifted in any way, you're not expected to just bury that gift and not use it. I don't care if it's your appearance, your personality, a musical instrument, an athletic um, skill. Use the gifts you've been given. And the more you get, the more you're supposed to give if you're a Christian. If you're not a Christian, then don't give anything. Don't even give to yourself. Ignore yourself. Just be selfish in your little hole downstairs in the basement. It's up to you. The book says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you. I love that verse. I pray that people get born again because once you get born again with a new frame of mind and an understanding of who God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are, everything else takes care of itself because you can pray to the cows come home with the people with the problems people have. Oh, it's this, that, and the other thing. You got a list of 30 things to pray for on each person. You ain't got that kind of time. So just pray that they get born again as soon as possible. Seek first God's kingship over you, and all things will be given to you besides. 
Another verse. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls off. But the word of God lives forever. Yeah, God's not going anywhere. And and the word of God, the Bible, and the precepts and concepts, all that stuff, that's forever. Not going away. So you might as well tap into it now. Grass. Speaking of grass, how often do you cut the grass? For me, I try to make it seven to ten days, depending on the rain. There's a guy in my neighborhood, I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> I'd be willing to bet that he cuts his grass every three to four days. I'm serious. He's always out there. Probably spends more money on gas with the lawnmower than his car. You don't do that, do you? Man, if you do, you got to find another hobby. That same guy probably gets a haircut every three to four days. Talk about being neurotic. Got some kind of phobia there. Another quote. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. Oh, the proper time. God's timing. (laughs) We expect life to go our way every time and on time, according to us. Don't we? Don't deny it. I know you do. Because I have. Always stay humble and kind. Go to church cause your mama's sister. Visit grandpa every chance that you can. It won't be wasted time. Always stay humble and kind. Yeah, you gotta be humble. All right? And then you'll accept Jesus and God and what they tell us in the book and accept the proper time for things to come our way. Another verse. God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now, he's talking about your needs, not necessarily your wants. Oh, yeah, use God as a genie so you can get three wishes, right? Rub that lamp. Rub that Bible. Are you out of your mind? Come on. God satisfies your needs and sometimes your wants. But you look at your typical person, especially when you're younger growing up. I want this and I want that and I want this and I want that. It just never ends. So God will supply your needs. Be happy with that. I didn't have to say that so angry, did I? But I did. Yeah. I'm talking to myself, by the way. Everything I say to you guys, I'm saying to myself. I have to remind myself. And the Bible talks about reminding uh, reminding each other and ourselves and repetition. That's how you learn. That's how you stay on point. The book says, He who listens to me shall live securely and will be at ease from the dread of evil. Listen. Can you? Do you even know how to listen? I don't think you do. You got to listen. Listen. Not hear, but listen. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Did you hear that? Train. Train up a child. That's not just saying every blue moon about God and Jesus, and don't forget your prayers, although that's a good thing. You have to train these kids when they're early so it sticks in their head. And they may drift away, but they're coming back. Okay? 
have some faith, but you got to instill it as early as you can, the Word of God. Nothing more important. Listen, people, to what I say. I say Everybody's got to have their day And don't you know that Everybody's got to love somebody sometime Everybody's got to win a heart Everybody's got to love somebody sometime When you do, I hope you never part And love, love as the board guy is Portraying through the song That was it, right? You pretty much done or is there something else? Another hidden meeting or word here? Uh, what do we got here? What am I looking for? What am I waiting for? All right, love. I guess that was it. But yeah, absolutely. If you have love, that's the first and foremost thing that you need because God is love. And if you love your kids, you're going to train them up in the word of God for them to be Christians and to know who Jesus is, what he said, and what he did seeing him as a best friend with the best advice, even though he was God on the planet. Another verse from Bible Promises and Principles, a book written by Rick Hughes. You can get it for free. Uh, all you got to go, all you got to do is go to rickhughesministries.org. And there's a whole bunch of other books he wrote and that are there. So it's a beautiful thing. I take advantage of it. Here's a verse from that book. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Yeah, this, rep- this, uh, this connects to the needs thing, okay? You got needs and you got wants. Needs are needs. Got to get them. Wants, not necessarily so. I want this. Give me, give me, give me, give me. You don't want to go that route. Have some self-control now. Another verse. Eye is not seen, ear is not heard, nor is it so much as dawned on man what God has in store for those who love him. That's an interesting verse. So take the opposite of that. If it does dawn on you that God might want you to do this or that, you're, according to this verse, a good chance you're incorrect. Because a lot of the stuff that comes our way, especially in heaven, but down here on earth too, a lot of the stuff that comes on us, comes our way that is good and that is sanctioned by God are things that don't dawn on us. It comes out of nowhere. Eye is not seen, ear is not heard, nor is it so much as dawned on man what God has in store for those who love him. That's a beautiful thing. And that goes for heaven and then down here to some degree. Another verse, for by him and through him were all things created. Absolutely. Hey, that's what Genesis says. Now, some people say that There was life on earth before Adam and Eve. But if there was life, then there would there would have to be death. But you see, that conflicts with the Bible with what the Bible says, because death only came as a result of Adam and Eve sinning. The wages of their sin was death. So I believe the story of creation is 100 percent true that in six days, God created everything and rested on the seventh. It says it in the Bible, so why wouldn't you believe it? And again, you can't believe in this evolution stupidity because it conflicts with the Bible in more ways than one. Yeah, you know, you, you, people, they rather believe this Big Bang stupidity. Big Bang. Couldn't they come up with another term that sounds more official and legitimate? It sounds like something a fourth grader would say. Isn't that the name of a bubblegum? 
I know it's the name of a cannon years ago, Big Bang Cannons. Yeah, we remember them. Another verse from that beautiful book. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. Okay? Again, exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we can ask or think about. The things that God can give us through the power of the Holy Spirit is beyond our comprehension sometimes. All right? That's a beautiful thing. You don't know who you're messing with. All of us. We don't know who we're messing with sometimes. It's God Almighty, Mighty that created the entire universe. And we put him on the witness stand sometimes. The nerve of us. How arrogant can you be? Kooks. You treat him like another human being? Are you out of your mind? There I, there I go again with a little anger. Hey, anger's not bad. There's nothing wrong with that from time to time. It's not hateful anger. It's anger. You know, getting out that emotion. All right. Another verse. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God has forgiven you. Forgiveness. We talk about that on this show all the time. Forgiveness. Be kind to one another. And maybe the person don't, don't deserve your forgiveness. Give it anyway. That's exactly what God wants you to do. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same. And things don't change when it comes to the Bible and God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, unlike everything else in this life of ours, including science. Stop putting science up on a pedestal. It's embarrassing already, especially when Fauci is there representing it. Oh, that, uh, he strikes me as quite deceitful, especially if you read his history. Another verse, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my sake, and I will not remember your sins. This is also interesting. How many times you hear people say, oh, I'll forgive, but I will not forget. Really? God is telling you that he forgives us and he does forget our sins. I will not remember your sins. He sees us as sinless, God does. So maybe we should reconsider that part about, oh, I'll forgive you, but I'm not going to forget. You know, I'll hold the grudge maybe even on top of it. I don't know. God's doing it to you, forgiving and forgetting. Maybe we should do the same. Yeah, think about it. Another verse. I will also come to, it will also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. I love this thing. And I say to myself and remind myself all the time that, you know what? God goes ahead of me before I get there in everything that I do to prepare a place and a plan for me. Just like Jesus did when he left this earth. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. God does basically the same thing on earth. He goes ahead of you, and he makes sure the coast is clear. Beautiful thing. Switch the radio stations in your dad's car and see what happens. He'll have a conniption. Switch the water in your goldfish bowl with grain alcohol and see what happens. They'll die. This is what we're doing to our little children. Instead of feeding them with godly guidance, we are force feeding them Satan's poison. Exposing little kids in school to sexual perversions along with genetic bending is unconscionable. It's like referring to your toaster as madam or your garden hose as sir. When does this madness stop? Leave our kids alone. Parents need to step up and defend and protect their children. Tell the powers that be to shut up and show them what a real man and a real woman can do against degenerates. Just like a screw and a nut, they're different, both have a name, 
a specific function and designed to work together. Leave it alone. Did that make sense? This is Don't Bring Up God. My name is Robert. I'm here every Sunday morning from 8 to 9. No calls today, by the way. No phone calls. If you want the uh, Don't Bring Up God podcast, all you got to do is search Don't Bring Up God podcast, and you'll get there. I'm uh, using a book by Rick Hughes today, Bible Promises and Principles. You can get it free at rickhughesministries.org. I'm just going through all the verses that are in there. Later, we'll talk about the principles if we have time. All right, what do we got here? The love of God is the guardian of your soul. Yeah. You got to protect your soul and, and who you are. The soul is you, mind and, and emotions and thinking and all that good stuff. The soul is essentially you. And loving God is an elixir of sorts. Many good things come from it, including the fact that it preserves your soul by guarding it. And we do need protection. What else are you going to rely on in this world? Those English palace guards who protect the queen? Could they really fight if they had to? First of all, that big black fuzzy hat is just about covering their eyes. How could they see? Their red coat and black pants with the black hat and white belt. I must say, they have a pretty costume. But they don't strike me as seasoned veterans, uh, seasoned veteran warriors prepared to fight if they had to. They look like uh, they're prepared to stand there like a statue like they do. And do absolutely nothing, no matter what's going on around them. A little weird, too, I may, I may add. A little crazy, a little weird looking. Although, I would love to have one of those warm, fuzzy hats to crawl inside and sleep. Yeah. All right, more verses. What do we got here? He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. He who... Let me... I'm going a little fast. Got to slow down a notch. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. That means God. He's in us. He fills that black hole inside of us. He, he works through us, and in us and through us, through the Holy Spirit. And he's greater than, the, than that person, that guy who is in the world. Referring to Satan. Like there's, a, like there's an even match there. But some people think so. Well, you're wrong. Another verse, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Yeah, like I say at the end of each show, all roads lead back to God. Uh, from start to finish, it's all about God. You know, stop running. Stop running from the fact that that's the truth. Another quote, do not be afraid or panic or tremble because of them. The bad guys. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies, to save you. Yeah, I'm telling you, and you've seen it too, where some people are afraid and are in a panic 24-7. They're like on guard, checking their back, checking their six, as they say. Military people, you got to check your six. That's behind you, right? Like a clock. That's pretty cool. But yeah, afraid and in a panic every second of your life. You got to stop it. Knock it off already. That's not waiting. That's no way to live. God don't want you to live that way. Why are you doing it? That's why Jesus came down on earth to save and rescue us and to help us. And you're telling him you don't want that. You want nothing to do with it. All right. Well, enjoy the being afraid and being in a panic 24-7. Your choice. 
Another verse, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be afraid of them, the bad guys, for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. What words do you like better, afraid and panic or strong and courageous? Do we know how to be strong and courageous anymore to make a stand? I don't think most people do anymore. Do I have to yell like a lunatic to motivate you that might last four minutes and then you're back to the same old crud, so to speak? (laughs) You got to be strong and courageous. You have it in you. Seriously. And God's there to protect you and direct you. He'll never forsake you like one of your friends years ago. Yeah, I know about that story. The book says, the Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. There's that word again, forsake. God's not going anywhere. And, and, and you're ignoring him. Oh, okay. That's, that sounds wise. Another quote from that beautiful book, Bible Promises and Principles by Mr. Hughes. It says, faith is the substance of of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How many times have we talked about that on this show? Live by faith, not by sight. That's basically what's going on there. For nothing will be impossible for God. For man, yes. For God, no. So many books, so many stories in the in the in the Old Testament about impossible things, and God comes through. The biggest that everybody knows is the Red Sea, parting that Red Sea. So the people, maybe 900,000, maybe over a million people, who knows? They went through the Red Sea when it was dry land. And then when the bad guys came, the waters crushed them, fell on them, and killed them all. So, I mean, that sounds pretty impossible, right? But that's what God does. When, When we look at a situation and we hope for a certain thing, we say to ourselves, it's impossible. I'm going to give up. Impossible. Going to give up. Impossible. Going to give up. Impossible. Going to give up. Really? You're forgetting that nothing is impossible for God. So stop giving up and get back to the grind and keep trying. Yeah. Don't rely on our own understanding, on our own brain power. Because if you do, you're going to be shortchanged. You're going to lose out. The book says, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Yeah, worry. The more you worry, the less faith you have. Very simple. It's not hard to figure out. It's like an algebra. It's an algebra problem, 101. The, the, as, as faith goes up, worry goes down, and vice versa. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down, and your sleep will be sweet. Yeah, who doesn't love a great night's sweet sleep? And so many people don't get it. They can't sleep because they're full of worry and anxiety. They have no peace within themselves. Man, you get the peace from the Word of God. That's the solution to your insomnia. When you have, in, when you have tranquility and contentment in your mind and heart, Your whole body is released from the pressure from day-to-day life, allowing you to have uninterrupted recharging sleep. Except if you're an old guy like me, then for some reason your bladder got to get you up two to three times a night to release fluid. I don't remember the last time I slept through, but I still get good night's sleeps. But two to three times a night, got to get up. 
why can't we have more than one bladder? Like a cow has more than one stomach, right? Yeah, if I had four bladders, I could go without going for a week and a half. Oh, that would be grand, wouldn't it? And I know all you guys are, are shaking your head. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we maybe scientists should be looking into that. Another quote, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Yeah, first of all, don't compare and contrast yourself to nobody. Some sinless man is, is seemingly enjoying wild success and happiness. Well, that's none of your business. God will handle him. None of your business. We must rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Resting. That's a big word in the Bible, and waiting is all over the place, something nobody wants to do, but you got to. Book says, when, I'm, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. Again, not, not difficult. It's like two plus two equals four. When you're afraid, go to God. When you're afraid, trust in God. When you're afraid, pray to God. And then when you're not afraid anymore, keep doing those things. Go to God. There ain't no option there. Not, not hard to understand. I don't think it is. More quotes. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my confidence from my youth. Uh, what are we without hope? Well, we all know the answer to that. We're dead. We're dead as a doornail. you got to have hope. I don't care what it's for. Well, I do care. It can't be, it can't be, uh, deprived hope and uh, all that negative hope for something that you should not be hoping for and to begin and begin with. But the hope, you got to hope for things. And God will set that up for you once you go your go his way. Because all this good stuff that we hope to do, we fail left and right. We're sinners and we're going to be that way till we die. Okay? But God through the power of the Holy Spirit once again will set it up for you where you'll look at your life and say well, this is nice. Everything's going quite smoothly. I didn't really have anything to do with it, but it's working out. So the hope is a manifestation of your faith in God and the confidence that will grow more and more each day. The book says, In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. There we go again. Worry, anxiety, over and over and over. You're going to take those pills that the doctor gave them? Gave you, throw them out. I hate those things. Popping them out and giving them out like candy to little kids and adults. Oh, I trust the doctor. Oh, he knows best. No, your doctor don't know best. In most cases, I'm just saying. Guess I got to cover my butt here. I'm sure doctors and medicine help. I know it does, but a lot of it hurts, especially the anti-anxiety and depression pills. Yeah, that's my opinion for the record. And I'm still allowed to have an opinion, right? Not too sure nowadays. But again, in the multitudes of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. God wants to comfort us and give us confidence, give us hope. All those positive words are wrapped around Jesus. Get to know him. The book says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Again, you got to listen. Faith doesn't come by seeing because a lot of times that can be tampered with and bogus to begin with from start to finish. Faith comes by hearing, by, by hearing the word of God. So listen and then apply it to your life. 
The book says, the Lord, your God, who goes before you, will himself fight on your behalf. I love that. Just like, what's his name? Uh, David, killing Goliath. You think that David could have killed Goliath without God's help and training? (laughs) Goliath would have been eating him for breakfast and then leftovers for lunch. It was all because of God. God's behind anything, any genuine benefit, anything that's good. Give the glory to God because that's where it's coming from, whether you know it or not. And he gives you good stuff. Even though you turn your back on him sometimes, he's still trying to work with you and get through your big, thick head. Yeah. Another quote, trust in the Lord forever, for in God we have an everlasting rock. Again, trust, trust, trust. Oh, I believe in God. Well, do you trust him? Because your behavior looks like you don't. You know, check yourself. Look yourself in the mirror. Somebody's going to look at you, and when they say, you know, you're nuts for thinking that and believing that, when, when, you, when somebody tells you that, then you're on the right track because you're trusting God possibly to do something impossible. Of course people are going to look at you nuts. Hi, this is Dr. Grouchy your personal horror movie gargoyle. Today I want to go over a few very important directives for you to blindly follow to the letter. Number one, since I, Dr. Grouchy, claim that we have a medical crisis and emergency on our hands, I expect you to believe it, even though I am abnormally short and ugly. Also, number two, just so you know, if I look into a mirror, I will see no reflection whatsoever. Just the most evil devilish vampire you can imagine. And number three, I, Dr. Grouchy, want everybody to be aware that I have made $200 billion of this coronavirus and vaccine. And for that, I want to thank each and every one of you, even those young children from 5 to 11 whom we shot up, who will probably soon die, which makes me happy. I mean, I mean sad, yes, very, very sad. And one last thing from Dr. Grouchy. I have a little secret for all of you intelligent, brave people who speak up against me. You know what? You're all right. But too bad, there are a lot more naive, gullible people in the world, so I win and you lose. At least I hope so. I played that promo. I played that promo because COVID. Two might be arriving shortly. So I want to remind you of Dr. Grouchy. Hey, September 16th, Relic Hunter Firing Line has an intermediate pistol course. You want to check that out. September 16th. Yeah. We're not taking any calls today. This is Don't Bring Up God. My name is Robert. If you want to check out the podcast, uh, just uh, search Don't Bring Up God podcast. I put the radio show on the podcast and the radio show is on WAEB 790 AM every Sunday, 8 to 9 in the morning.
Yes. Uh, today, I'm talking about Rick Hughes. He wrote a book called Bible Promises and Principles. And you can get that free at rickhughesministries.org. It's a great book. That's why I'm doing the whole show on it, reading quotes, Bible quotes out of it. And here's another one. Stand still and watch the deliverance of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. He will fight for you while you keep silent. Yes, there are times in our lives that we must have the ability to stand still and do nothing, where we simply wait and trust on God and keep silent. And a lot of people can't keep silent, as you know. For some reason, they got to run their yapper and blab, even when other people aren't listening. They've got to blab and blab and blab. It never ends. Some should run a contest in their family once a week and give a trophy out to the person who can keep quiet the longest, who's able to turn an impulsive verbal word into an internal thought. Yeah, it can be done. The board guy does it all the time. He never talks. And I love that line. Turn an impulsive verbal word into an internal thought. You don't even have the you don't even have to use the word impulsive. Turn and turn a verbal word into an internal thought. Yeah, work on that. More quotes. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Yeah, because you got the protection going on, don't you? By God Almighty. Who else is going to do that job for you? Another quote, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So you got to submit your life to God. You got to give up control. Okay? It's like, it's not like, it is giving up on yourself. And people say, oh, I could never do that. I was always trained to be number one and be the lead and be this and that. And I was so great. Now, you submit to God. Take up your cross and follow me. Deny yourself. Take up your cross each day and follow me. Denying yourself means denying your human nature. You know, you're not all that. I know you think you are. You're not. And resist the devil and the devil will leave you alone. He'll go to some other humanoid to attack because your defenses are too strong with God. Yeah, very simple. The book says, they will fight against you, but they will not overcome you, for I am with you to deliver you. Through the Bible, throughout the Bible, the word deliver and deliverance is in the Old Testament and New Testament. Deliver, deliver. God will deliver us from this crap way of the world lifestyle and way of living to a spiritual side. Do you have a spiritual side? Yes or no? A lot of people don't. You act according to your spiritual side, your mental side, or your emotional side. Emotions change like the wind. Your thinking will change and alter from time to time. That's not always stagnant, but the spiritual side of you and the spiritual power you get from God in the Bible, that never changes. And that's what we listen to. That's what we obey, even if it conflicts with our emotions and our thinking at the time. The book says, if they hate me, they're going to hate you. Yeah, Jesus is our role model. We follow in his footsteps. Everything he went through to some degree, we're going through, whether you like it or not. So just accept it and stop complaining. There I go again, a little touch of anger. Hey, a little anger, a little emotion, a little passion never hurt. Huh? 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 What do you think? 
book says, even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats, the bad guys. Do not be frightened. Okay? This fright, gotta go. Be brave, be courageous. Another verse. For to you, it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Now, this isn't going to make any sense to non-believers. Suffer for his sake? Most don't want to suffer for their own sake. Well, by definition, nobody likes to suffer. But sometimes, you do it anyway, whether you like it or not. There's plenty of things we got to do in life that we don't enjoy doing, right? Like taking out the smelly trash. Like visiting the in-laws on football Sunday. Or going to your sixth grade daughter's music recital. Or instead of hearing a harmony of notes, it's more like somebody scratching their nails down a blackboard. Like Quint did in the movie Jaws. Yeah, that will get everybody's attention. Another verse, the Lord is my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I hear music. Bored guy. Was that just some arbitrary music that snuck in from the backside? I don't know. Bored guy. He's very professional most of the time. I don't know where that came from. Trying to throw me off my spot. Trying to throw me off something. But again, uh, Deliverer. As I said, that book's throughout the Bible. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, God, I, uh, in whom I take refuge, he's my shield. A shield. What does a shield do in battle? It protects you from the bad guy, from other weapons. And the shield is, uh, what is it? The word of God. Yeah, the shield. Yeah, in the armor of God. So God is our stronghold, without question. Another verse, wait for the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord. I think the, most, the, the word that's used most in the Bible, one of them anyway, is heart. Your heart. Your mind and heart got to be in it. If you connect your mind and heart with God, no stopping you. That's exactly what you need to do and exactly where you need to be. To do God's will on earth. It will change your life. It just will. The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Another verse. Become refreshed through the agency of the Holy Spirit. By means of your thinking. Yeah. Got to change your thinking. The mind controls the body. All right. Make proper decisions. Call to me and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. Now, I know this verse doesn't compute to some who can't even fathom the thought that there's something of importance in life that they don't know about because they are what we called know-it-alls. Do you know anybody like that? Are you like that? Oh, they have an expert opinion no matter what the topic. Let me tell you about the rear suspension on my car. Let me tell you about hair follicles and the secrets of not getting bald. Let me tell you about the chemical makeup of your garden soil to help you grow better. Let me tell you about eyeshadow, mascara, and the proper foundation necessary to highlight your beautiful face. And the list goes on and on. They know everything about anything. Never stops. Another verse we got. What do we got here? These things I have spoken to you 
that you should not be made to stumble. Okay, stumble. That's another word in the Bible. Uh, it's a stumbling block for non-believers. Stumble. But not for believers. The book says, I pray your faith may not fail you. Yeah. You don't want your faith to fail. Now, will it falter at times? Will you buckle at times like Peter did, denying Jesus three times? Well, that may happen. Hopefully it doesn't, but it might. But don't fail. Don't have your faith fail where it's worthless and you throw it out, never to return to it. I mean, Peter knew the error of his ways, and he repented, and he asked for forgiveness. And he, after receiving the Holy Spirit, he turned into the, one of the main leaders of God, one of the main apostles. So understand that we're only human sometimes, but make sure your faith never fails. Falter and buckle, never fail. Hold on to faith as if, it's, if, as if it uh, dictates whether you live or die. Because you know what? It does. Another quote, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Man, that's another one I like. Another one, another quote from the Bible, from Bible Promises and Principles by Rick Hughes. He was on the show before. He has, he's got like 100 stations all through the country Sunday mornings. Good man. A uh, very godly man, knows what he's talking about. You can get this book that I'm talking about, Bible Promises and Principles and others, uh, for free by going to rickhughesministries.org. Yeah, that'd be a good thing. But uh, again, God has plans for your life, for a future and a hope, not for your disaster. He don't want you to fall, but sin has repercussions. Remember, sin we are punished by our sins, not for our sins. You know, sins and disobedience, it always brings on something unwelcomed. That's just the way the system works. You think you're going to get away with something? You're not. So God's plan is full of, fut uh, is full of hope, giving you a future. You know, who doesn't want that? People wake up in the morning and sometimes they just go right back to sleep. Like, ah, what's the point? Same old thing. Nothing on the horizon. Well, maybe because you're godless. You think that might have something to do with it? You think that might change if you become a believer and look for power outside yourself? Because we think we all, we all think we have the power. Oh, yeah, I'm good looking enough, smart enough. I'm slick enough. I can get out of any trouble. But you know what? Once again, you can't. You just can't. And that's why Jesus came down to earth, to help us, save us, and rescue us. Hey, all roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again. Open up.